Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, mujerones. Welcome back to the podcast. I have someone today that I'm super like fangirl over here. Um, and her story is so inspirational. Someone that from the moment I started following her and consuming her content, I just had a lot of impact and just seeing her story, Latina, of course, killing it and not even in the United States has been incredible to see. So I'm going to introduce our guest for today, Erica Kramer, the queen of confidence. Erica, thank you so much for being here today, taking the time to pour into our Mujeron movement community. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, hello. Gracias. Gracias. Thank you for having me. I'm super pumped to chat with you and really grateful to have this conversation. So thank you, my love. Thank you. And your podcast is amazing as well. I love like the raw conversations and just the way you share your journey is again, like super impactful. And I feel just the transparency is always so amazing to see from people that are killing it and doing big things. So I kind of want to jump into your story and just yeah. tell me a little bit more about yourself um, and how you've been able to build this incredible business with that is filled with purpose. Yes. Oh my God. It's a, it's a big story. Um, <laughs> I guess, obviously I'm, I'm originally from, I live in Australia, but I call myself Erica from America because la gente en Australia le gusta, you know, it's cool. Um, so I'm from Boston originally. My mom and my dad are Puerto Rican descent. And I grew up with a single mother who, you know, struggled with bipolar and raised me on her own. And, you know, it's really hard. I think when you have children, as you know, Sonia, it's like, it's full on, it's a whole new world, but doing it by yourself and, and battling a mental illness and not having the support. So she did everything she could for me, but it was troublesome. You know, there was a lot of physical abuse. There was sexual abuse. I went into foster care when I was like two years old till I was 16. So the, the upbringing was very turbulent. And I was the kind of kid who in a foster home, um, I didn't know it was like hard. You know, I just thought I was sleeping over some white people's houses because, <laughs> you know, I was living in the, in the, in Framingham, it was like the ghetto side. And I would go to like the North side and go to YMCA camps and go be with these gringos, which it was something I wasn't going to experience. So looking back in hindsight, I'm grateful because I had a mixture of cultures and upbringings and values and different people. Um, in school, I was really, really bad. I sucked at school. I barely went to school. I got into fights. I was like the angry. I have this alter ego que le llamo Juanita. And she was like <laughs> beating people up and fighting. And that's not who I am anymore, but it's, it was what I went through. Because, you know, when you grow up and you don't have role models and, and you have a troublesome upbringing. So I was getting into trouble. But something always, and someone asked me this recently on a podcast, they were like, you know, what was it that kept you going? Like, what do you think didn't stop you from doing drugs or being homeless or going on the streets or getting pregnant? And I can't say that I know what it was, but it was like this spirit or this 
this guidance, algo siempre que me estaba cargando, like not letting me fall, even though I felt like I was drowning in my, in my trauma. So when I was 16, I, my high school sweetheart and I, Giovanni, he was from El Salvador. We joined the military. We're like, let's get out of Boston. Let's move to California. I'm going to be an actress because I love me some acting. And I'm still, I think I do acting anyway in my Instagram. I'm performing on reels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he joined the Marine Corps. I joined the army and I went to boot camp and he went to uh, the Marines. Unfortunately, in the middle of boot camp, 9-11 happened. Mm. So the towers got hit and we were like, oh shit. Like, I think I'm, I'm an 83 baby. So our people, like our age group didn't know about war. We didn't know about that. So I was in there. I'm like, oh my God, I went for college money and I'm here about to go to war. So it was really crazy. I left boot camp. We moved to California and he went off to war basically. And um, in that time, I think as a woman, we, I don't know why I cared so much about him and wanted to do everything for him because I never saw my mom do that but it must have been like a daddy issue or a missing of a father figure or a masculine man in my life but I just gave up my dreams and my goals and I just stayed on the military base waiting for my husband basically like puse mi vida en pausa you know and he was gone for two years I was just sitting there wasting my life doing nothing and when he came back I felt like I owed my life to him I felt bad that he did that like that sacrifice and it's so strange because it wasn't like he did it for me or I forced him to go but I felt this like guilt and I think women struggle with that we we give we give we give we pour even when we're empty you know and and so and I know Latinas as well it's like dale a todo el mundo and you feed yourself last and you might not even eat so when he came back, I was like, it's all about you. What do you want to do? And at that time, I was in the army. I was in the U.S. Army. We moved to Florida and he went to school and I just went full time in the army, like Monday to Friday in my military costume, just ticking the boxes of life, like not happy, not fulfilled. One night when I was I was 23 years old, we went out drinking and driving um, because young people in America do stupid shit like that. I don't recommend it. It's a bad idea. But I was young and I did dumb stuff. And I was in the back and I didn't have a seatbelt. And I told everybody in the car, put your seatbelt on, like looking after people. See, there's like a theme here, Sonia. I'm like, everybody else, put your seatbelt on, be careful. And I was in the middle, like hovering mother hen, watching everybody. We all fell asleep and he fell asleep in fifth gear. And our car was going like the max speed. I don't know, 180, 200 miles per hour. Wow. We ended up uh, hitting a ditch and the car turned. So backward facing where I was, and we hit a van, a tree, and then it smashed us into this convenience store. And I was ejected out of the car, like 25 feet in the air. I landed on the wing of this carbon fiber wing and halfway in the van. And I broke my back, like shattered my spine, shattered my left ankle. It was horrible. He was in a coma. And I woke up from there and was like, oh my God, like, I can't walk. Like I was in the hospital for 30 days attached to a morphine pump. I couldn't pee. I couldn't eat. I couldn't shower. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get out of the bed. And I remember thinking like, how the hell am I here? How am I alive? So it was just like this second chance moment. I was like, okay, like I almost died. I should have been dead. I didn't. I'm here. I'm gonna, I don't know. It gave me like this new inspiration to go and to start fresh and to really live my life. So I got out of the hospital. I started learning how to walk. I started, you know, being able to do my things again. 
And I remember it said that I wanted to be an actress. And I was like, I'm going to do some acting in Florida. And in Florida, like Miami's down the, down the corner, you know, and there's music videos, like the reggaeton music was coming out on the scene. Um, MTV Tres and Español, like that was a big thing in Florida. And one of my girlfriends said to me, like, come to this um, photo shoot for this calendar. And I'm like full time in the army in my full on like camouflage costume <laughs> Monday to Friday. But I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do modeling on the side. I'm a Gemini and I love the difference and the crazy different things to keep me busy. So I started doing that. I realized I don't want to be in the military anymore. I don't believe in what we're doing here, this cause and this fighting. I want to do something else. I started hair school. I became a hairdresser, was modeling and doing the military all at the same time. And I felt like I'm getting my life back. I'm doing something I want to do. Uh, the following year, there was a fight, Oscar de la Hoya and Mayweather. Um, my husband was drinking and driving on his own. And when I got up in the morning, he wasn't home. And I realized that unfortunately he got into a car accident and he ended up passing away. So my husband, who I had been with for five years, married to for five years, seven years, we were together since high school, was drinking and driving and he crashed and he passed away. And it was like, after all that trauma, sexual abuse, my dad kidnapped me when I was seven, like just all that trauma that had happened. I was kind of like, what? Like, I never knew anybody who died ever. I never had anybody in my life die no funerals. And then my husband, like my best friend has passed away. And I think Sonia, it was like a, a shock. Like it was just a, what? Like I couldn't comprehend it. And I believe now as a coach and I understand mental health and the mind and trauma, I really think that I went into this shock protection, like insanity. I felt like I can't deal with that because if I deal with it, I'm not going to be okay. I'm going to have bipolar as well. Right. So I kind of numbed out for three years. I don't even know if you ask me what I did in those three years. I have no idea. I know I did photo shoots and, and modeling. I drank. I, I was driving. I was really miserable. And I was like blacked out. I just felt like numb to my life. And I ended up going to a hair conference in Las Vegas um, one year, 2010, I think it was. And I met this guy in Las Vegas. He was from Australia. And I was like, cool, this guy's lovely. He's a nice guy. I think he's going to be cool. He's going to be my new boyfriend. I'm going to move from America. I'm going to leave all my terrible, messed up past. Because at that time, I felt like I was broken, like I was damaged, like something was wrong with me. I was shameful. I wasn't good enough. Um, I was cursed. <laughs> I was like, God hates me, like all the things. And I met this guy, Como me escape. I went and escaped America to go to Australia. I didn't even know where Australia was. I didn't have a passport like many Americans. I think I was like 27 years old when I got my passport or something. And I moved across the ocean and I was like, my bullshit is not going to follow me, but it does follow you. <laughs> Your shit follows you. So I came to Australia and I met this guy and he was okay until like maybe 10 months, 11 months. He was really verbally abusive and a narcissist. And I just felt like a dirty person. Like I wasn't good enough for him ever. And, it, and I was like, I can't do this. So I left that relationship. I went and got a job in Australia. Somebody um, hired me and they gave me a working visa so I could stay for four years. I met another guy, same guy, same shit as the first guy. And then uh, he broke up with me and I finally looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, Erica, you're the common denominator in the hot mess of your life right now. It's not that guy or that guy or Australia or that this happened or that happened. It's you. It's you, baby girl. Like you have to work on you. And I didn't even know what that meant. 
I didn't know what working on yourself meant. I didn't know what personal development meant. Nosotros no nos criamos con eso. Like as if our parents were like, go read a book and go watch Tony Robbins. Like we didn't do that shit. You got a chancleta to the face and that was about it, you know? So I was like, okay, I need to work on myself. And then I met my personal trainer. My, my personal trainer was like this beautiful man, really lovely. We became friends and he was into personal development, spirituality, meditation. I'm like, I don't know what any of that is. And I ended up falling in love with him. He's my husband. He was my personal trainer. And now he's my husband, Hamish. And eight years of working on myself, uh, over 150K we spent on credit cards and debt and bullshit. And I completely transformed my life in 12 months. And I was a whole nother person. And I fell in love with this and was like, I need to do this. I want to help women do this. Um, I finally, in 2018, had my second son uh, at home. It was a beautiful home birth. And I was working for corporate, making like 90K a year. And I'm like, babe, I don't want to go back to corporate. I want to be a confidence coach. I want to help women heal their shit. I want to help women stand in their power, you know, gain confidence back, believe in themselves. And we started our business in 2018. The Queen of Confidence was born in 2018 with my son, my second son. And from that time, we've built an incredible community of women around the world. We have like a thousand or more clients have joined our programs from like 50 countries and we have the podcast and all of that shit was done on social media, a desire for me to serve women. I had no money. We were broke as hell. And in that time, we've built like a seven figure business, helping thousands of women, top podcasts. Like it's, it's crazy that we get paid money to help people. And the more people we help, the more money and the more impact we make. And so I'm obsessed with this. Now this is what we do. I wrote a book, I'm a speaker, and I support my clients and meet amazing women like you. Oh my That's God, because it. <laughs> it's, it's incredible what working on ourselves does to us. And I, I want to ask you, like, there was obviously many things that brought you to that moment where you were like, this is it. Like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. But what do you think is what really helps you build the confidence to actually go through with it? The business, do you think? Is that what you're saying? Or just building your dream life in general? Yeah. Well, I think, I think I was in pain. And I feel like, obviously, you know, we only do things for pleasure or pain. And most humans, they're mm -hmm. not going to do pleasure. We do pain, you know? So I think I was so broken. I felt so fucked. And I kept getting shit results in my life that finally, when that guy broke up with me, I just felt like losers are us. Like, I moved to Australia for this dude. Hey, I moved to Australia for this man in Sydney, which is like the capital of Australia not the capital. It's like a big city in Australia. Mm -hmm. And then I moved from Sydney to Melbourne for another guy. Like, who are you? What are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. like, come on, that's a little bit like, start paying attention, you know, see the evidence of what's happening. And then he leaves me. And now I'm in Australia. I have no friends. I don't have anything here. I'm miserable. And I'm looking like this has to have something to do with me. So that, that was the moment that I feel like I took responsibility for mm -hmm. my results. You know, I was like, it has to be me because I'm, I'm the, the common denominator here. So I can't keep blaming it on those men and that person and my mom and this person. So that was the moment that changed it for me. And it made me look at what, what, what part did I have? And if I could claim a part, then I can fix that part. And then that got me. And then my husband comes, who is my friend, and is like coaching. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is. So I feel like when we're ready, it'll be, it'll present itself. 
I feel some people, and I say this with love, if you're listening, I feel like some people need to get fucked up. Like some people need to hit the rock bottom and be messed up and break their back and their husband dies and they're in Australia stranded in order to wake up and go, oh shit, I better get my shit together and live my life. Some people listen to a podcast and they go, oh, I don't want to do that. And they take action. But most people have to have the terrible experiences to then get up and go, oh my God, my life is precious and I need to go create my life. So that was probably that moment. And with the business, I just had some shower wisdom. I was like, I was in the shower and I was like, what does the queen of confidence do? Like, what is this brand about? And it was like, she talks about confidence. She helps women with confidence. Women need confidence. And that's what they want to have if they're going to create the life they want. And then I just ran down the stairs and was like, I'm starting a business. And my husband was looking at me like, Yo tenía tres cabeza. he's like, are you crazy? We have, he's brown and he turned white. He was like, we have no money. We just had a baby, a second baby. We just bought another freaking sedan car, like a SUV, whatever. Like, this is the worst time. But I was like, I can't go back. Like my soul is telling me it's right now. So we were, we had no money. Like we were had our electricity on a payment plan. Like I was looking for coins in our car to get bread for the kids. Like it wasn't America ghetto. It wasn't like, no, we didn't have electricity and America ghetto is different to Australia ghetto. Australia is rich. Okay. So Australia is a beautiful country. <laughs> we weren't like on the streets, but for me, I was 30 something years old. I already air quotes knew better. I had already paid mentors. I got two kids and I should know better. So it was very shameful. I felt really stupid. I felt like what the hell are we doing? How did we fuck this up? We were in debt because all the personal development we used on credit cards. So did you hear that? I had no money, but I invested in my mindset with credit cards. Am mm -hmm. I telling you to do that? No. But would you ask me if I would do that shit again? Fuck yes. Because right now there's ridiculous amounts of money in my bank account, investments. We have property. I, I create, I'm a creator. I make whatever money I want to make. I travel, I have freedom. I do what I want. Why? Because I invested money I didn't have to fix my fucked up life and my mind and got into debt. And then I created wealth and created my life, paid that shit back and then some. So it's crazy because I think we're waiting to have money. We're waiting for the perfect time, but we're happy to spend money on lashes, right? We're happy to spend money on Gucci bags that your ass can't afford, right? We're happy to spend money on bags and trips and strollers and shit that looks cute. So other people think we're sorted, but our mindset is fucked up and we don't want to drop money on a coach. Like to me, everybody needs that. So that was the moment for me. I was like, it's now or never, you know, it was, it was that kind of, you jump off the edge and you don't have the wings and you hope that before you hit the bottom, they grow and they do, <laughs> they grow. That's, that's so powerful because especially now with social media, like we, we try to you know, create this image of like, we can afford this, this and that, but we're forgetting to invest in like the deepest things and like the things that are truly going to change our lives. Yeah. Yeah. The real how, shit. How would you say like the, the money mindset and like, obviously growing up Latino, a lot of times, like there's a lot of scarcity there. There's a lot of yeah, um, yeah. mindset blocks when it comes to wealth and just knowing that the more you pour out, the more that's going to come in. What do you think was like a key shift for you to be able to see that if I put this money in, even if I'm getting in debt, like I know I'm going to make it back. Like, I feel like there's also this 
crazy confidence that has to come that we Mm. know like shit we're putting in this money like I know I'm gonna bring it back like I'm so confident in myself that I'm putting this money investing in myself yeah see mine wasn't confidence it was like there's nothing else what else do I do what I've been doing is not working so it's like if you think about it maybe those of you listening have tried to lose weight And you've tried for five years, 10 years, seven years, same shit is happening. You've tried to lose weight. You've done the different things. And then you finally look in the mirror one day and go, listen, I'm not, I don't know how to lose this weight. I know what to do air quotes, but I'm not doing what I know, right? I'm not doing it and I'm not going to do it. So I'm not going to do it. So can I hire a personal trainer? Can I get a chef? Can I get, can I get somebody to help me to lose this weight? Because clearly I think I know. But the reality is when I look in the mirror and I step on the scale, I'm not where I want to be. And that shit has been a pattern for many, 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 many years. And even if I read the blogs and listen to the podcast and download the fitness apps, the shit's not moving. So I'm now ready to hire somebody that's going to help me. It's like that. You know, it, it, it makes me, I laugh when women say to me, yeah, I'm working on myself. I listen to your podcast and I go to the free webinar. Like, yo, that's not working on yourself. Like I have paid mentors money and I have cried after I sent them the money. Like that shit was like, oh, me duele. Like, oh my God, that was my savings <laughs> shit. But I'm like, I'm in the front row. I'm raising my hand. I'm squeezing the juice out of that lemon. I'm grinding the fucking skin and I'm using the seeds. I'm doing everything. I'm like, I'm going to get my most out of this because like the saying says, when you pay, you pay attention. So I don't know if, 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 if you heard, but like, I didn't have the money. So it's not like I had money. Like my parents were like, here, take this 20 K and invest it, change your life. No. Okay. That wasn't there. It was like, how do I find it? So for me, it wasn't confidence for me. I was so fucking hurt. I was in so much pain. I was so, I, I just was like, what else do I do? I was like pushed to the edge. And I was squeezed and I'm like, I got to do something. And I know there's a problem because I'm looking at my life and there's problems everywhere. So there has to be a solution. And then I would, I would see someone or someone would say this coach or this person. And I'm like, I want, I'll go, I'll go to the free seminar. And then at the free seminar, they'd be like, sign up to this thing. And it's good. And I'm like, yep, I'm there. Let's go. Like I trust the universe, God, Buddha, Allah, whoever you believe in. I trust that it puts the right things in the path at the right time. Do we listen all the time? That's another question. But I was so pain. I was in so much pain that I'm like, I'm listening. Show me. What do I need to do? Show me, show me, show me. So I would meet this person and I'm like, cool, I'm doing that. I would meet that. I'm doing that. I can't afford it. I hate that. Don't say I can't afford it. I don't have the money. Tell yourself, how can I create the money? How can I create a way? How can I find a way instead of I don't have it? Well, that sucks. That's a dead end. You ain't going nowhere. Like you ain't going nowhere with that. So I find different ways of looking at things. Like if I was going to be able to do it, how could I do it? Who could I ask? Could I get a loan? What's another way I could do it? Can I create some money? Can I get a side hustle? Can I work extra hours? Can I take out a credit card that I could pay back within a year? Cause I know it's going to help me. You know, like I just had that, mm-hmm. I had that desire. It wasn't confidence. I had a desire to change what was going on for me. Yeah. And I will like, say amen to that because I don't (laughs) think I had any significant growth until I put down money for myself. Like, I feel like the first two years of doing this movement, I kind of played it safe. I didn't Mm. push myself to do that this year alone. I have invested 
already like more than $10,000 and I'm like sweating and it hurt and it was like so hard, but I've had the biggest launch that I've had, you know, since I started this. So absolutely like going all in. Of course. And if, if you're listening to this and you're in business and you expect clients to pay you, you expect clients to back themselves and work with you. You expect them to do the hard thing, which is investing in something, hoping that it helps them and changes them. But we're not willing to do that. Like energetically, that doesn't work. If you have shit your pants, pulling money out of a savings, pulling money from a credit card, pulling money out of a loan to pay it. If you've done that and you've experienced that feeling, then you only then I believe this is what I believe. It's not gospel, but I believe this then and only then will you attract clients that are willing to do the same thing. But we can't be like, yo, invest in me and hire me and work with me. And we're doing this 99 cents fucking Udemy courses online and saying, yeah, I'm a trauma informed coach. It's like pay the dollars, like show up to the calls, be a good student, be a good client before you try to attract these high level clients that are amazing, like it, energetically, it's got to be an energetic match and we need to be what we want. Similarly to, I want to find a nice man who's got money, who's educated, who's emotionally connected. Like, yo girl, are you edu- <laughs> like, are you educated? <laughs> Do you have money? Are you connected? And like emotionally, if you're not, you ain't going to find a man that is, or a woman that is, it's like, we have to be it if we want to attract it, you know? Yes. Oh my God. This is so good. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> be it. Um, I, I want to go back to like Erica before, you know, this, this movement started for you and like, you've created what you have done so far. What would you tell her? Like, what would you tell that Erica? <sighs> I feel like she was so eager to she had this like fire, this hurry up. Right. And I don't know that she knew it was going to do what it did. Um, firstly, I don't ever change. I would never change anything. The whole thing, everything that happened, I would keep it just the same. But if I could whisper in her ear something, it would be like, it's not going to be like this forever. Like be patient. It's not going to be like this forever. Cause I was moving fast and I burnt myself out because I don't know. I I was moving fast and I burnt out because I thought I don't have a lot of time. And I had a part of me that didn't believe it was going to happen and that I had to move fast and that it had to be quick. And I think that when we don't believe in ourselves fully, when like there's a little bit of disbelief in who we are and what we're creating, impatience comes. So I believe when no tiene paciencia, it's because you don't believe it's going to happen. So it's like impatience is to me a sign that I'm in a little bit of disbelief. So now I'm like, oh, okay, what do I not believe right now? What am I not believing in myself? Uh, where, where do I need to do the work? So I feel like the slowing down and the trusting more that it will happen, like you will get to where you want. All of us will get to where we want and where we need to be, but rushing ourselves and having scarcity and comparing ourselves and looking to the left and the right, it distracts us. It, it creates a lack of momentum. And it's a really like a crowbar 
in your practice of confidence and in your big vision that you want to do. And I think this is one of the biggest things that sabotages us as coaches and as women is that, well, I want to help everyone. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm like, no, keep climbing the tower. Keep going to the big destination. When you get up there, you can come back for everyone and save everybody and donate all the money. But if we continuously climb up, and then someone grabs our leg and we come back down to help them or that client needs us or this person wants a payment plan or that person Then we're trying to put out little fires. We never get to the top of impact that we want to get to where we really can make impact money. We have resources. We have a team up there. Do whatever the hell you want. But I feel like a lot of us get distracted and shiny objects and mm-hmm. disbelief and impatience. So I would just tell, like, slow down, you know, like you got time. Just stay focused stay focused. Wow. That hit me for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like anyone, no matter what part of your journey, that is such a powerful message to slow down yeah. and trust the process. Cause I oh. think it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just check in even for you, like, okay, is there, do I fully believe that what I'm trying to do is going to happen? If I do, then I don't need to push it or rush it or make it air quotes happen. It's going to happen. anyway. So it's like, cool, it's going to happen. Let go of the resistance. Who would you be if it was already happening? How would you act? What would you do? It's like, start doing that. It's like, cool, it's done. Like I always jokingly say, but it's true. Like I'm on Oprah's couch. That shit's done. I don't know when, I don't know what day. I don't know. I'm not trying to make that happen. I'm just doing what I need to do. And I trust that it's going to happen. And I know like it's fucking done. So I'm like, that's done. I can tick that off as done and I can do my daily doings and my daily doings and my daily showing up and my, my synchronicities will take me to that moment. But if I'm focused on, I got to make that happen. I got to make that happen. Now hurry up and happen. It's like, I might push it to where it doesn't happen. Or yeah, you might get the opportunity earlier, but you're not ready and you mess with it and it doesn't work. So it's like, you got to trust the timing and you have to continuously do the work to practice that belief and practice showing up and practice confidence, you know? Yes. So, so good. Erica, how can we work with you? Tell us more about where, where to look. Yes. Well, I think I would love for you guys to come and hang out on Instagram because I'm always there. And I really love like me encanta, me encanta talking. I reply to people's DMs. I, I'm obsessed with Instagram and I really love it. So I'm on Instagram, the queen of confidence. Um, I have two ways, two things that I really do that I'm really passionate about. The first one is the sisterhood. And that is a year long coaching program. It's life coaching. It's I attract women who've had trauma, lots of shit happen in their life. And they want to create life on their terms. They really want to have a beautiful life despite their past. They're, most of them are mothers or they have a business or they have some kind of purpose they want to fulfill, but their mindset blocks them and they tell themselves they're not good enough and they don't show up and they care what people think and they're people pleasing. So that program is 12 months. Uh, some people have been in that program for four years because we all know that, you know, changing your whole life doesn't happen in three sessions or, you know, six sessions or six weeks, I believe in the consistency. So the sisterhood, that's uh, one of the programs. It's really for you as, as a person. And I believe that we can't do anything outside of ourselves, like grow a business or have an incredible family or find love or make money. If we, as people, the person you has shit that you're going through that you haven't worked through. So the more you work on your personal self, then yes, go to college, then yes, do whatever you want to do, then yes, build a business. But if we're not good with ourselves, our businesses will be impacted, our relationships will be impacted, our parenting 
everything we touch comes from us. So the sisterhood is a personal experience and it is in a group setting. I love tribe. I love women. And I think women connecting together is so powerful. So we have that and that opens and closes throughout the year. It's going to open, I think in a week and a half. So you can find out more at Instagram or just on my website, the queen of confidence. And I have payment plans because I'm a Latina and I know how it is y'all. We got single mothers and all that. So don't worry. Um, And then I've got the startup squad and the startup squad is for coaches like me, like you who are just starting out and they want to hit 20 K a month. They want to do 10, they want to do 15, they want to do 20 K. They want to help people and they want to do it organic. So I don't teach funnels or ads or fucking angel numbers or any of that shit. It's very show up to your audience, build a connected community and monetize it. Like make money from your audience with integrity without selling and being gross, because I really believe that coaches are needed. We need more coaches out there doing the incredible work you're doing. And we as coaches need to be making money so that we can stay uh, stay sustainable and continue to help more people. And this is, I think, how we change the world. We work on ourselves and then we as coaches work on ourselves in our business and make money and grow. So that's the startup squad and that um, everything's on the website and the podcast. You can listen to the podcast. Yes. And I'll make sure to link all of that. Erica, thank, thank you. you so much again for speaking to us and just pouring your beautiful magic and light. I really thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for doing what you do because it's so damn powerful. And to all your beautiful listeners, you guys are amazing for listening to this woman, this Mujerong. She's got a beautiful soul, beautiful heart. So make sure you rate and review and share this podcast. Um, thank you so much for having me, my love. Un besote. Thank you. thank you. Thank you so much, ladies, for tuning in. There you have it. The queen of confidence. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.